and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Genesis 16, impatient Sarai takes matters into her own hands instead of waiting for God. We live in a world of instant gratification. If a web page takes more than three seconds to load, it's considered slow. It is said that patience is a virtue. It's actually one of the fruits of the spirit in Galatians 5. We don't get patience automatically. It seems like God wants us to learn to be patient, to wait on him, to ask for his guidance, wisdom, and to reveal his will for our lives. See, his timing is always right. I waited two years for a job. It was hard, but looking back, I see that it was in his time, not mine. It was a lesson I had to learn. In Genesis, God promises Abram that he will have many descendants, as many as there are stars in the sky. We talked about that one yesterday. However, Abram was in his 80s and Sarai was about 75. Any woman knows when she can no longer bear children. Nevertheless, God promised to them that Sarai would bear a son. God keeps his promises. Unfortunately, Sarai just couldn't believe it. Um, and because it didn't happen right away, she took her matters into her own hands. The result of that choice has rippled through time to today's Middle East. Let's dig in. We're at Genesis 16. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. Now this happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar and she became pregnant. But when she, Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. I put my servant in your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. And Abram replied, look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur, S-H-U-R. 
the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants that you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. She also said, I have truly seen the one who sees me. So that well was named Bir Lahai Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. And the God who sees me is El Roy, E-L-R-O-I. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. So here are some points to ponder. Think about these now. Hagar was Egyptian and it was customary if the wife was barren for the husband to take another woman in her stead and the child will actually become the, the first wife's child. When Hagar runs away, the angel of the Lord finds her. Notice how it says the, the angel, not an angel. Some biblical scholars say that this is the pre-incarnate Jesus. And that makes sense, especially when the angel said, I will give you more descendants than you can count. No regular angel can do that. It has to be God in a form that wouldn't scare Hagar. God could simply have left Hagar to die in the desert, but no, he found her. That demonstrates that God sees everything and everyone. God hears all of our cries. He knows our situations. He knows your situation. Ishmael means God will hear. Ishmael's descendants are the Arabs. And the angel told her that he will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fists against everyone and will, everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Well, that explains the hostility between Israel and all the Arab nations that surround the country and even the Palestinian Arabs. Now, Paul wrote about Abram's two son in uh, his letter to the Galatians. And we're in Galatians 4, verse 22. The scriptures say that Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. The son of the slave wife, which was Hagar, was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. Okay, let me say that again. It was a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. Just thinking about that, it's like, you can't do that. But the son of the freeborn wife, Sarah, was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. Now, these two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai, where people received the law that enslaved them. 
And now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia because she and her children live in slavery to the law and religion. But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly Jerusalem. She is the free woman and she is our mother. As Isaiah said, it's Isaiah 54, 1, rejoice, O childless woman, you will have never given birth. Break into a joyful shout, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. And you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. And we'll get to Isaac in a couple of chapters, a couple of three chapters. The Galatians were Gentiles. They actually were a Germanic tribe that settled in Asia Minor. They are not related to the Jews nor the Arabs. They are not Abraham's direct blood relatives. However, when we Gentiles are born again through the blood of Jesus, we become children of the promise, children of God. We are adopted and become heirs with Christ. When Sarai and Abram took matters into their own hands instead of waiting on God, they then had to live with the consequences. And sadly, all their descendants are still living with the consequences as well. They are still slaves to sin and religion. Now, um, uh, I have a, a couple of paragraphs here from the Spoken Gospel Bible Study, um, which is uh, Jesus on of Genesis from the Free U Version Bible app, which I highly encourage you to get. Um, <clears throat> and I quote, we are enslaved when we try to be a part of God's family and bring about God's promises through our own strength and effort. Those are good works or sacraments. We only become children of the promise when we trust the promise. If we simply have faith that Jesus has done for us what we could not do for ourselves, we freely receive all the benefits of the promise from our Father. So are you a child of God, a child of the promise? Have you trusted Jesus with your eternal life? If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture. What you have to do is believe, repent, be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever. Repent of your sins, stop sinning. Do a complete 180 in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized, show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, you can click on over to my blog um, and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart or there's a prayer in the show notes. But click on over to my blog because I put I embedded a couple of uh, worship videos at the bottom. One is the chain breaker and the other one is trust in Jesus. Solideo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. 
I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.